This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs, the coach for starseeds who are ready to heal on a soul level and fall in love with life on Earth. Join me for an epic intergalactic journey of celestial heritage, deep healing, and consciousness expansion. Let's go. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a good start to your week. I will be honest with you and tell you that I'm I'm kind of going through the human experience today with lots of emotions. Uh, you know, I I have two little kids and my husband is working on his doctorate degree and you know, I I work from home. So it's not always easy. Uh, my my six-year-old she just turned six and she we've been homeschooling her and her school is was supposed to be built uh finished being built back in October it is now April and they're having their final inspection today it kept getting delayed and so this school year has just been kind of a, a little bit uh, frustrating in in trying to get her out of the house uh, because I love her but you know she's she'll be able to grow more once she starts school she's gonna go to a Montessori school um, so and she she's a little starseed herself and um, will benefit from having a smaller class size and less restrictions from the public school as far as the expectations for these kids. Uh, Montessori is very student-led. I'll have to do a podcast sometime on on um, raising starseeds and how some of these kids are a little bit different than others and how to help be their ally and work with them as opposed to um, against them, against their nature. So uh, that'll be for another time. But right now I'm just kind of in the thick of it. And I am looking forward to having more uninterrupted time for myself so that I can focus on you guys. Something that is on my mind with all of this that might be helpful for you uh, for any of you who are going through it right now, I think it's helpful to remember that it's okay that things are hard sometimes. It doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job at, you know, keeping your frequency high or, you know, however you like to think about it. We're allowed to be human. We're all allowed to be human. So what I wanted to talk about today was actually I wanted to talk about the star system of Orion because I have a very cool session that I want to play for you. And it is from uh, a client of mine who we were exploring. She had been having these, um, uh, that inner knowing, right, intuition that she may have had you know as a as someone who was 
um, flirting with this idea of being a starseed, right? Finding out what exactly that meant for her. And so when I work with people who are in this beautiful space of uh, being open to finding out what is uh, under the surface, what lives they've lived, where their lineage is through, then we're able to kind of open this beautiful Pandora's box and see what's underneath and and start putting the pieces together. So as we began to explore, and she'd kind of had these downloads and uh, and was intuitively curious about her cosmic past we were able to find out so I'm going to give you just a little bit of background information about Orion and then we'll really dig into it afterwards so Orion is very uh, in it's past time stream, okay? I talk about things in time streams as far as um, past, present, or future because what we know is that all of time is happening at once. Um, so, and time, I like to think of time as like a spiral, right? It's all kind of happening at the same time going in a spiral. And so um, we're able to, this is why through the quantum realm, we're able to access time at, at any point. Uh, So what came through in my session with her, the question wasn't the intention for these starseed sessions are always uh, what I found to ask and to set the intention for is why, why did you choose to incarnate on earth right now at this time? And that's what brings up the memories. So this specific memory is from this past time stream in Orion when time life was very polarized. So let's talk about who the Orions were. So this is during the past time stream here. The Lyra and Vega colonies, as they branched out, they migrated to Orion. And this is after the draconian wars which you can hear about in my past life session uh those were not fun times uh then they came to orion and when i say uh when i talk about these constellations just just so you know that in these past time streams they didn't look like exactly like what we see today in the present Um, but i'm talking about that general area so they represent the most polarized civilization in the entire galactic family. Uh, I'll tell you this information. It comes from The Golden Lake by Alyssa Royal Holt. This is a really fantastic book. I'll link to it in the show notes. So the dynamic, I'll just read. I'll read a little bit uh, from the book to you. The dynamic was threefold. There was a very controlling empire, much like if you imagine a dictatorship on Earth, but multiplied by a million. There was absolute control. The population being controlled struggled with victim consciousness. 
finally, a secret group of resistance fighters called the Black League, uh, and black in this context means hidden, uh, they sought to free the Orion people from the Empire. The intention of the Black League was positive, but in terms of polarity dynamics, they exacerbated the problem. As long as there are two sides that continually fight, they will always stay locked in the polarized energy of retribution. I'm curious if this rings any bells to you guys in our popular culture. The one way that you can think of this is a little bit like Star Wars. And, you know, when we see uh, the drama in our galactic family uh, played out in popular culture, it's usually not a coincidence. You know, we have these karmic themes that have followed us here here on Earth because many of the Orions, they subsequently incarnated and colonized Earth as well. And so we have a lot of these themes. And, you know, this theme of polarity where two sides can never uh, resolve their issues because they're always locked in this power struggle. So I'm going to go ahead and play the session. You'll be able to hear these themes and see how it all plays out for my client in this past life. I feel like I'm held captive somewhere. Okay. And there's a lot of armed people walking around. Mm -hmm. It feels very unsafe. But I feel like my, like, I'm meant to escape. Mm. Are you able to describe anything in your surroundings? Everything's very dark. Dark and barren. Mm. Does it feel like you're in a... a cell, like a jail cell or a cave? What does it feel like? Like a very large institution type place that has multiple rooms. Mm-hmm. Like very large halls. Mm. And it's nighttime? Yes. Do you know why you're being held there? I'm not sure, but I'm very young and I've been separated from my family. I think my family's gone. I feel like they've been killed. Mm. And so, go ahead. Uh, like, Whatever they were killed for, I don't know what it was, but I just feel like I'm in a lot of danger now. Mm -hmm. Because you're by yourself. Yeah. Are there any other um, prisoners around you? 
Not that I can see. I'm like in my own room. Okay. No, there's other children. Oh, other children. What do they look like? I almost want to say like the closest thing that's coming to mind is like an avatar. Oh, interesting. Like very human-esque, but not fully human-esque. Okay. And do you have any sense of why you're there with all these children? I think I'm supposed to save them. Okay. Like I'm very much the one taking lead in this room scenario. Mm-hmm. And I keep, I'm the only one who's like, keeps peeking out to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Are you the oldest? Not necessarily. Just maybe the bravest. Yeah. So what happens next? We're going to escape. Okay. Tell me, tell me, walk me through it. If you can like, um, just go, go through it and follow and see what happens the best you can. Yeah, I feel like it's so interesting because there's now this, I've got more like a bird's eye view of this whole place that we're in. Yeah, you can float if you, if that's easier, you can kind of float above and watch what happens. And it's kind of like its own, yeah, it's like a fortress or something. Mm -hmm. Big gated walls all around but everything on the outside is very beautiful. Mm. What are the colors? I'm curious, like in the environment, if you can see, I know it's dark. Black, gray. Mm -hmm. Can you tell what the fortress is made out of? Something strong. Mm -hmm. So now what's happening? Yeah, it's like, I feel like I'm slowly leading everyone, Mm -hmm. but this feels like it's going to take a really long time. Like, it's like each day we plan to move an inch, like, oh, I see. Yeah. Like today we can get from here to here and that's like it for today. Okay. Why don't I take you to, um, when something important happens? Once you guys have been escaping. Okay. So I feel like basically what it feels like is like everyone who I'm leading along the way is slowly like not making it and dying. Okay. Because they get caught. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, and it feels really sad. Oh. But it's like, I know I just need to take out whoever I can. And that like, I can't, I can't stop if somebody dies or gets caught. Yeah. You just have to keep going. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how we all get out, but it it feels like we started with hundreds of us and we maybe make out like three to five of us. Wow. And you're still there with them. 
So now where do you guys go? It's just like a beautiful sanctuary. There's no people here yet, but a lot of animals, Mm -hmm. but not the animals that I've seen here. Okay. How are you feeling uh, inside? Um, a mixed bag of emotions. Yeah. Happy, safe, but also just really sad. Yeah. So is this place, the sanctuary, does it feel temporary or is it a place that you're going to live now? It feels like now we're looking for more people because we can't find any right now. Mm-hmm. But it's somewhere we can stay for a while. Okay. But now the mission is to find more people. Mm-hmm. So like find maybe adults that you can meet up with? Yeah. Or just others, like others, survivors. Yeah. Now that you're here, do you have a any sense of what happened? Why were you, why you were being um why you were captured? Yeah, it's like there's almost like like a it's like a we're different from those other people. Hmm. Like we're either of a different, like we look similar, but we're different. I see. So you're looking for um, others who are maybe in your, your faction. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to take you now to the next important day. Okay, we eventually find people, like a whole civilization. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of like lack because those other, whoever the other people were, have taken a lot away. Mm -hmm. So like, I think food is hard to come by, water is hard to come by. But it's still, it's a really beautiful community mm-hmm. is there um can you describe the people who you're with and the people you found what do they look like how do they dress if you can tell yeah everyone's just wearing very like beige like plain nothing to differentiate like very like rag type Mm-hmm. garment it's not a human species mm-hmm. but it's very human-esque it's humanoid yeah yeah are you able to describe their faces at all yeah they have like almost like human type faces but like big round ears hmm Okay. And are they I fuzzy? Think, <laughs> are they fuzzy looking? A little bit. Like 
imagine like a short haired something like barely but uh-huh but they might have tails mm-hmm. are you able to um now that you're kind of in a safe resting place with these people are you are you able to remember or visualize what your captors look like they might be human really or like more human-esque way more human-esque like far more evolved into like a human maybe not quite human but almost like an evolutionary period just before human Mm, okay interesting so now that you're there what do you do next what's the next step I'm saying we need to go take back what's ours. Mm. Okay, let's let's move you to let's move you to that to that important day when you do that. Okay, this is very interesting. If this feels like very mystical, like this feels like it's like years later of mm-hmm. like gathering the people training the people Mm. to go back to that place that I escaped Mm -hmm. I'm like much older now um and yeah I have like elemental powers that I can call on Mm. sense yeah, tell me tell me a little bit more about your powers. What do you, how do you what do you do? It actually feels like I can manipulate the weather. Uh-huh. It creates storms. Ooh, and actually I think that's why I might have been in captive. Oh, because you were powerful. Yes. And I think that was like all of us that were in captive had powers. I see. So there was only the few of us that made it out are the ones that were left with powers. Wow. So you guys are the powerful ones who made it up. Yeah. You could protect yourself. So how do you guys um, use, do this battle? It sounds like it's um, more of like a psych- psychic warfare. Yeah. I mean, it looks like, like, yeah, like me and maybe these other two people are going to keep calling us people. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much close enough. (laughs) Leading what, like a, quite a big group of people back towards this fortress type area. Mm -hmm. And I'm like conjuring up a storm. Mm. What happens? There's like a full-on war Mm -hmm. and most people die Mm. on both sides. On both sides. Okay. But we win. Wow. How is everybody feeling? Feels very painful. Mm -hmm. Like a painful victory. Now, was that just, um, a like a small faction of or is do you get the sense that maybe your whole planet was has been overtaken with these people or were they just kind of isolated to this area 
We like, feel very isolated, but there might be more of them outside of that premise. Mm-hmm. Oh, but on the planet somewhere. Right, yeah. No, is it daytime now on your planet? Yes. Can you describe what this what the landscape looks like? It's very green. Mm. It's like very lush, mm-hmm. tropical almost. Okay. Just like very green. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what um as this person, right? What is what is your next, your next mission in this lifetime now that you have won that battle? To rebuild. Mm. So that's where I'm going to stop the session. Uh, I just want to note that um, there typically, there are lots of long pauses in between Um, You know, if I ask a question and the person on the other end is processing the information. But when I edit these, I remove the long gaps. So um, just for ease of listening. But the way they come in is is usually it's like, you know, I ask a question and then the impressions come in or the visuals come in of of what's going on. And then the client uh, describes to me what they see. So as you can tell, after a session like this, there's so much to go from as far as what to work on, right? We first is is integrating the session. Um, and as we're integrating, it becomes really clear how in your current lifetime, how these, this experience and these themes have shaped you. So how do you determine, if you are listening to this, how do you determine that maybe you might have uh, some past lifetimes that stem from Orion? A good place to start would be talking about what the Orions were like as a people. So the Orions were a very intense population. They were very passionate and focused on their cause. They never saw emotions as negative. And the way that they expressed their emotions was very unhinged. You know, they they loved deeply, they cared deeply. And the while that's a beautiful thing, the issue was that that kept the conflict in place. They didn't know how to balance their emotions. They were able to harness that energy for magical practices at times. They were, um, you know, very, I've heard Orion described a little bit like um, the times of Merlin, where there was, you know, different types of magic that they could use, which you heard in the session, uh, which was really cool. But they weren't able to see the bigger picture of how this intense this intensity and emotional charge was helping keep their people uh, in locked in this conflict so eventually they were able to 
heal the polarity on their planet. And it was because the polarity came to such a tipping point that they became desperate and were able to look inward and essentially create a point of fusion of the polarity. So here's a a metaphor that we can uh, look to to help understand that. So if you have, and this is also from the Golden Lake, um, if you have two really powerful magnets, the direction that they are turned causes them to repel each other. When you put those magnets under the pressure of repulsion, it creates a new energy field, compression, which is essentially a type of fusion. When you create fusion, it forces together two opposites that create a release of energy. When a new energy source is released, it creates a torus field of integration. So the question is for us, how do we integrate our own deep polarization on this planet? You know, we have a lot of similarities between this Orion culture. So let's talk about emotions. I think that is the easiest place to start. Uh, Fortunately for for me, I think about emotions all the time because as a life coach, that is probably the biggest uh, area that I focus with on my clients is how do we find balance within our emotions and whereas in Orion uh, you know they were very passionately emotional people who who didn't view emotions as a problem here on earth we are all sorts of confused about <laughs> what to do with emotions and it comes in cycles uh, I would say that up until very very recently Emotions on this planet have been viewed as negative, right? The emotional body has been viewed as a problem. You can see that in how many of us were raised. We were not taught as children on what to do with our emotions. Instead, we were taught to shut them down. I experience, this drives me nuts, man, because as a parent, you know, I'm trying to raise my children in a way where you know, emotions aren't negative. They're just sensations in our body. Because when we hold them in and push them down, we become a world of people who are emotionally constipated and our emotions have to go somewhere. And a lot of times they manifest in illness. As well as we become a just a world of people who are unhealed because we were never taught that we it was okay and we were safe to feel our feelings and because when we resist them they they persist and so whereas generationally you know I see how the older generations did things very differently and that's very evident in you know when you see grandparents try to talk kids through emotions I don't know if any of you can relate to this but you know it's a lot of like you're okay you know like um just be happy don't cry you know and it's the it's this whole kind of uh, perception that it's bad to feel sad it's bad to be angry it's uh you know control control your emotions and you know like it's so sad to see this especially you know how toxic 
toxic masculinity has been perpetuated uh, up until very recently. This is finally changing, but you know, it's like boys don't cry are going to express your emotions as a man. It should only be through anger, right? And a lot of us were raised this way and we're finally seeing as we're becoming more conscious parents how to raise children in a way where you can allow your emotions. But the flip side of this is, you know, as the pendulum swings in the opposite direction, we're being taught it's okay to feel our feelings. It's evident in, you know, that the kid shows they're on today, right? Daniel Tiger, for example, is all about emotions. Um, and it's great that that's being finally being taught that they're okay. Um, but but we're still not being taught how, like, what to do with them. And so when the narrative is, you know, it's just, you know, it's feel your emotions. It's okay. But you don't know how to do that. Then what happens is we become a collective of people who are constantly being victimized by our own emotions when you are a victim to your negative emotions it's because you don't understand how they form in the body and how they move through the body so i'm going to give you two tips that you can start implementing right now to help you improve your own relationship with your emotions the first is to welcome emotions as part of the human experience as you can see even other galactic cultures are not exempt from navigating emotions. Even ones that are already in fourth or fifth density have emotions as well. So when you stop viewing emotions as a problem, then they begin to neutralize. So when you notice yourself having an unpleasant emotion, right? That's usually what we're dealing with here when we're trying to change our emotion. It's just acknowledging that it's just a signal from your brain. You had some sort of thought uh, or maybe you perceived some energy that felt negative, right? Maybe you didn't even have time to think anything, right? And your brain sends a signal down to the rest of your body to feel a certain way. If it's angry or upset whatever it is and so what can be helpful to realize is that we are able to feel any emotion for any length of time and even though our brain doesn't like that it doesn't like discomfort we are capable of that as we are capable of creating the feeling we are also capable of weathering the feeling so when you're feeling that negative emotion, just allow it to pass through. I like to imagine just putting it into a backpack and wearing the backpack until the feeling just floats away on its own. Knowing that I can handle whatever feeling my brain might produce, even though it feels like I might die from the discomfort, I know I'm not going to because look at us. If you're still here, you felt so many unpleasant emotions in your life and you've lived through all of them. 
So the second tip is to resist adding a story to the feelings. So um, I, I think about this a lot in regards to when I was a birth doula for years. Uh, I would work on this a lot with my clients. So if you think about it, say say your body is producing a contraction in labor, right? That's and and the feeling is pain because pain is essentially it's a feeling too. It's just something that we describe as a physical symptom. And so you just allow the pain to be present if it's there without adding a story onto it like you know, how much longer is this going to last? I can't handle another one. This is never going to end, right? You see how as soon as I've attached a story to it, the pain goes from pain, which is a a feeling in the body, it's neutral, to suffering, which is uh, where you get into agony and it just perpetuates. What we know about what we know about feelings is that a feeling, an emotion in the body, only lasts ninety seconds. It's once we add the story to it, then it persists and it spirals and sometimes gets bigger and bigger and snowballs. So for you, that's something that you can do. And as we work on this collectively, as a planet. This will help us with our own polarization. Imagine if we all worked on this, how we could go from being a planet of people who were either taught to suppress their emotions or who were feeling victimized by their emotions and instead becoming a people who feel confident in handling anything that comes our way, especially right now in our planet at this critical time where we need more people than ever who can stand in their power and lead others. So that's where I will leave you today. Go ahead and look within yourself to see where you are perpetuating your own conflict on the inside by being at war with your own emotions. When we heal ourselves, then we're finally able to go out and heal the world. Next week, we will be listening to a really beautiful, uplifting session from the Pleiades. So stay tuned for that. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Starseed Awakening podcast. The doors are open to my one-on-one program, Quantum Coherence, which combines virtual quantum hypnosis sessions and coaching to help you recover your memories from other lifetimes, expand your identity, and turn your power all the way on. Go to my website, thestarseedawakener.com to book a free quantum connection call.